0: Well, it's that time again. Get ready for episode sixty-nine of Three Point Podcast, the Pod World's best take on sports and pop culture from three different generations. We are not up to one point two billion downloads yet, but quite a weekend for the Avengers. What do you think, guys? Was that uh, was that worthwhile? I know, I know, Matt, you uh, tuned right into it, didn't you? Went to the movie theater.
1: I mean, I, I don't know if we want to save this for Ted entertainment tonight. I haven't seen it, but. Yeah, he made a ton of money. I do know
2: that. We'll save our deep dive for Entertainment tonight. Yeah, we we know that Matt hasn't seen it because he tells everyone in the world that he hasn't seen it. <laughs> I, I haven't,
1: I'm not that bad about
0: it. Well, we definitely have a couple big topics when we do get to Entertainment tonight. That's a little tease for our listeners because we had the big Avengers weekend open and, of course, the big, uh, what do you call it, the big battle on Game of Thrones. The last Battle night. of Winterfell. There you go. Well, just to set the stage here, I'm Ted the incredible bulk of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 radio in our three-point podcast studios here in the heart of Owasso, Michigan. Also joining me here, our youngster, Jared Fattel from West Michigan. He's our young guy, like I said, college student at Grand Valley State University now on summer break. If you had to be one of the Avengers, who would you choose?
2: I think it probably would match up to keep with the like generationals or generational talk that we have on here. I'm probably like Spider-Man because he's like a teenager.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man was kind of cool in this flick too. Short appearance, but uh, I liked it. <laughs> All so right, you,
2: so I not to jump on uh, or step on the toes of Entertainment Tonight, but you did go to the theater to watch it.
0: I did, and uh, I'll definitely give you details on that. I know you did as well. And Matt, since you didn't go, do you know any of the Avengers, and who would you be?
1: I know some of them. I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the last two counting the current one. Uh and I like the Iron Man movies. So I don't know, I guess Iron Man. So
0: we have Iron Man Matt Burns checking in from ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina. Our advertising partners include Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, and Card Service Michiana. Also We want to thank our website partner, Sports Radio Detroit, and our friends at Midwest Sports Network. A lot in sports, too. The NFL draft took place. Are you happy with the Lions? Well, we'll break it down for you. And the NBA playoffs has really cranked into gear. A lot of stories there. And as I mentioned, we'll have entertainment news and much more. We'll get it rolling right after these messages from our three-point podcast partners. Three point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona.
1: You'll do better with Sheridan.
2: It's Thursday night. There the Lions are. Pick number eight. And who else is on the board but Ed Oliver? The player that we have been – that's what I love about the NFL draft and the over-analysis of it is that we sit there and we hype up a guy for 11 out of the 12 months, and then the last month we get kind of bored of it. So we just forget about it. Ed Oliver was the number one pick consensus for, like, basically the whole college football season, and then he just gets forget forgotten about. But you knew the Lions were going to find a way to screw this up, similar to how I felt when I went to the casino on Sunday. <laughs> so for those who don't know, my luck has been just absolutely terrible lately. I had 25 bucks stolen from me by a stranger <laughs> – and get this, before we went to Avengers Endgame, I got $20 out uh, at Walmart, so we snuck in some candy, you know. Of course. And I got 20 bucks out from Walmart because we hit, we were going to Rick's later in Anna, Ann Arbor, and you need to pay with cash to get in. Completely forgot the $20 in the cash back. <laughs> so that's the luck I'm rolling with this weekend. Go to the casino. $100. This is usually my strategy. I call it the Blitzkrieg strategy. Go right to the roulette table with all the money I'm going to gamble with. $100 on red. Soon as it started spinning in the container, I knew that I had lost. And that's the same exact feeling I had for the Lions pick. Ed Oliver's on the board, and we go with TJ Huckenzema from Iowa. Just a player that, it's a tight end. Like, you don't draft tight ends in the first round, in my opinion. And it's just, he might be good, he might not be, but you know that he's going to have to be an NFL or an all-pro type player, or else he's going to get shit just like Eric Ebron did from all the Lions fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, it was an interesting pick for sure. I think uh, the way I look at the whole Lions draft, I'm not as worked up as you are because I'm going to give Quinn a a benefit of the doubt and just trust him on this. I mean, what else can we do? If you look at it overall, it definitely had no wow factor to me. You know, Hawkinson, yeah, he might be an all-pro type of tight end down the road, but I, as you know, I was preaching they needed to go defense all the way and really shore up the D, but uh They did add guys after that. Another question mark, though, on their second pick with uh, the kid from Hawaii, the linebacker. I mean, a lot of the experts said he probably was a fourth or fifth round uh, draft choice at best, and the Lions take him in the second round. What were your thoughts about the uh, draft, Matthew? I
1: mean, kind of the same, just like meh. Uh, I do. I, I want to ask real quick. So, what did it hit, Jared? When it <laughs> the roulette roulette spin hit?
2: This is what was what was terrible about it. So, there was this big high roller there. Yeah. He put down ten thousand dollars on black after I put down a hundred dollars on red. So it's like I already kind of felt like a loser. Like, am I gonna be sitting there fist pumping like if it hits red? And this guy was betting like a hundred times what I was, or. Am I gonna just like kind of act like, oh, like that wasn't that big of a deal, me winning, but no, it, it hit black Matt, and like I said, it was just i i going in, I just felt my luck has never been lower than it is right now, and that's, that's just been, how I feel with the Lions. That's what
1: i I used to play roulette all the time when I would go, and that that's an interesting strategy. just throw it all on black or red, but no, so getting back to the the nFL draft, yeah that I don't like i I tweeted out that it was really funny to me to watch the draft, I guess like whatever in live real time on Twitter, seeing people's reactions because it, it's like all these Lions fans have not been watching the Lions draft for the last 25 years. When have the Lions made draft picks that you're just like, boom, nailed it, got it right, we're turning this thing around? It seems like every year, whether it's the first pick or the second pick, you know, early on, there's some sort of head scratcher. And that's where I was at. I, with Hawkinson, I get that he had a good Good career at Iowa. He, you know, Iowa turns out good tight ends. So, you know, there is that potential. I just – how do you draft a guy top ten at, at number eight, a tight end, when you just signed Jesse James in the offseason to like a four-year, $25 million contract? I get Jesse James isn't like Gronkowski. He's not Travis Kelsey. I get that. He's a solid pro, though. He's a solid tight end. You, you know what you're getting out of him. He's a solid player. So like, why do you spend your number eight pick on another tight end? If you need another tight end, you know, use that the, the second, third, fourth round, get that tight end. Because, like you said earlier, if if Hawkinson is gonna justify the number eight pick in the NFL draft, he better be putting up Travis Kelsey or Gronkowski numbers. Because you you can't swing and miss at number eight. That is a, a huge swing and miss if if you don't draft well at number eight. So. But at the same time, it's a lion's, so it, it doesn't surprise me.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some strategy to it with the front office. I mean, he was the Mackey Award winner as the best tight end. And, you know, given uh, Stafford another weapon, along with James, you know, with their wide receivers, maybe they were, they were looking at it like, hey, we're just going to shore up our offense with this first pick and then solidify the defense with the next four or five picks. But to Jared's point, I mean, yeah, Oliver was available. I think the Lions probably were looking at Josh Allen, who went just the pick before. Yeah. And uh it was a head scratcher for sure. It just it
2: reminded me of when Donovan Mitchell was sitting on the board and we decided to pick my favorite player, Luke Kennard. <laughs> it's just a terrible pick. I mean, when some guy Ed is getting compared to two time like defensive MVP, like Aaron Donald, like just a transcendent player, and Hakama's getting am I saying his last name correct, Hakama? No.
1: Hawkinson. <laughs> Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> Hawkinson.
2: I have that written down <laughs> wrong in my notes. Just trust my opinion much still. Okay, so Hawkinson, he's compared to Todd Heap. Todd Heap, like, I know the comparisons are kind of a joke, but when one's compared to uh, um, Aaron Donald and the other one's compared to Todd Heap, like, how can you draft the Todd Heap player? Right.
1: Yeah, and especially, like, you look at the next few draft picks, like, talking about the defensive side, Ed Oliver, Devin Bush, Rashawn Gary, Christian Watkins out of Clemson. You know, so, like, these are, you know, potential. We have no idea how these guys' careers are going to play out, but the potential in those defensive players is there. And well, like my whole thing was you made some moves on defense. Trey Flowers, Justin Coleman at corner and you've still got some solid guys coming back. Slay and hopefully Jared Davis takes the next step at linebacker. That like you could really make like that number eight pick, if you if, if Ed Oliver really is being compared to Aaron Donald, that would be that would turn that defense into maybe one of the best defenses in the N F C. Instead you get like generic white guy tight end. And like I said, he may end up being All pro may end up being a great player, but but man, to me, it just seemed like a project type of thing. Like, is next year his rookie year? Is he going to be all pro? Uh, I don't. Maybe. I mean, how often are rookie tight ends that great? I mean, Gronkowski maybe, but he's like he's the best tight end ever, probably. So, and I know I've I've talked about before. Like, I I don't ever want to see Michigan players go to the Lions, and it's I'm kind of like joking, but at the same time, I'm serious because of the lions history as a probably one of the worst franchises in all of sports. I would, I don't want to see my favorite players from Michigan go and like waste their career with the lions, like Barry Sanders and Kelvin Johnson did. So like the Devin Bush thing, I was like, man, I, I don't want to see the Lions draft Devin Bush, but that was the one I was like, man, if you put Bush next to Jared Davis and then bring it in Trey flowers, that could be three really athletic guys that are fast and can get after the quarterback and even Ed Oliver, too. So I just, they were, I don't know, man. I guess that's why we're not running NFL teams, right?
0: Yeah, and we're frustrated. I know most Lion fans are looking at this draft as a, a C, C-plus, somewhere in that range. I mean, what do we know at this point, like you said? But uh, it didn't have any any – real star factor, you know what I mean? I mean, there was nothing to get excited about, and we're just going to see down the road in the next couple of years if it pans out. It just disappoints me because it, it's the same old Lions, you know, and we, we talk about that all the time. But you look at, look at franchises like the Steelers. You know, they get Devin Bush. He's obviously good enough to play for the Steelers, and I'd say the Steelers organization is – steps ahead of the Lions and then you got Rashawn Gary going to the Packers again another better organization so they're seeing something there that uh, Quinn and the Lions aren't seeing at least to to our viewpoint you
2: know what we're seeing with like the Hawaii linebacker you mentioned earlier we drafted right. like Jelani t- Tavai he played volleyball in high school <laughs> I mean do we need a football player that played volleyball in high school do we need to know more and he's had like problems off the field that, like, player like Rashawn Gary, like, his problems really are nowhere near. Like, he might not have a motor. Right. It's, like, it's just a joke. I hopefully it works out, but just it sounds like all three of us are in agreement here that we don't really see We're not overly thrilled with the Lions' well.
0: choices, yeah. And the other thing, and from my viewpoint, is, yeah okay, that's nice, a, a linebacker from Hawaii. But if I'm looking at college football, and the whole point is to play, get into the playoffs, win national championships, be in the top ten. And uh, wouldn't you be better off going to some of those bigger pro- programs? You're going to find a diamond in the rough, but you're usually it's usually in the lower rounds.
1: Yeah, I, I saw people kind of like joking around, like saying, if you just want to like if you have no idea who to draft, just draft someone from Clemson or Alabama. You're probably going to be okay. So right, like even someone from like the ACC, you know, from Florida State, even or even Florida, something like that, from the Big Ten, Penn State or Michigan, Michigan State, you know, whatever from a bigger school than Hawaii. Like, if you have no idea, just play it safe and draft someone from a Power 5 conference because this kid may end up being really good, like you said. But, yeah, he had off-field issues. I think he had shoulder surgery last season. So, like, I don't
0: know. Prove (laughs) us wrong. The Lions
1: have so many holes, it seems like. I know they did make some moves. But, like, to just draft a tight end at number eight right there, like, how does that just improve? Yeah, getting Stafford another weapon, I'm definitely on board with that because – that has been an issue in the past, but yeah, it just seems the like thing, they could have done a little more. The thing
2: that's like everyone keeps saying, like Bob Quinn and like Patricia are trying to turn into like the New England Patriots. Exactly. Yeah. Two problems are: we don't have Tom Brady, we don't have <laughs> Bill Belichick, and even problem number three: we don't have Robert Kraft. Like, there's, just, it's, we're never going to be the Patriots. No one will. That's Boy. why they're so successful.
0: Boy, the youngster. That says it all right there, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, I'll continue to be a Lions fan. But still, this draft did nothing for me, and we'll see what happens as we well, go.
1: And then, and then the other thing too, I I know it's round seven. You have round seven is almost just throwing it away. But like they drafted another yeah. tight end in round seven, the the kid out of Georgia. So like, I guess yeah, like we're trying to go back to when the Patriots had Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski because. I mean, it, you sign this guy in the offseason and then you draft two tight ends at you know round 1 and round 7 so yeah i mean you could have made these moves you could have just signed a couple solid veterans you know at, at you know cheaper prices but
0: it would have been it would have made more sense if they had a brand new general manager but you know he was on board and signed james and now drafts two tight ends for crying out loud right. it doesn't make any sense you know and again it, they used their 6th round pick for a wide receiver from old dominion yeah he might be good but I don't know. I don't know anything about him.
1: Yeah, and, and kind of like you know, the last couple years, it's been even the guy from Pride Podcast that we had on last week talked about Kenny Galladay. Like, watch out for this is year three. This is this is his year. And it, to me, I I get he has shown flashes. You know, he's big, he's athletic, and you know everything. But like, everyone's putting their, all their eggs in Kenny Galladay's basket as being like the next Calvin Johnson. And it's like, man, if that's what we're relying on, and then. uh Uh, Danny Amendola is a solid slot receiver, but he's like the guy we bring in. It just seems like some of these moves we're making are just like, yeah, we're drafting a receiver out of Old Dominion. Like I know, even when we like, they have a football team. I guess (laughs) I didn't know that.
2: Even when we like hit in the draft with like Calvin Johnson or like Matthew Stafford, it's almost like they're like a martyr like the Detroit Lions. They just get terror.
0: Yeah, but Calvin Johnson can't
2: walk. Right. It's like he can't walk upstairs. So even when we have them, we don't do anything
0: with them. At least when they made those those picks, though. Those were no-brainers. I mean, you know, you knew Stafford was going to be a good-quality NFL quarterback, and you knew Calvin Johnson was the best receiver in college football coming out of Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. I mean, so they were good picks, but, yeah, mm-hmm. they beat the hell out of them.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a thing, too. I mean, people, I, I do sometimes, like, I don't know, laugh, whatever you want to say about all this draft coverage because, really, we have no idea. Right. Like, Joey Harrington was supposed to be a can miss quarterback also, you know, coming out of Oregon. And, obviously, we know how his career went. So, like, you know, you have no idea how this stuff is going to go. The, the Giants at number six draft Daniel Jones out of Duke. Like,
0: that was a know, head-scratcher, too. What the too. hell
1: happened there? And who knows? Maybe he turns into, you know, he takes over for Eli in a couple of years or whatever, and he's great. You know, so, really, yeah, when it comes down to it, we have no idea. Maybe this Hawkinson kid, maybe he is the next Travis Kelsey. Who knows?
2: What do you guys think of like the draft as like an event, like because when it was in Nashville, like that looks like the, just the best weekend of all to be in Nashville. Holy and, I, cow. and I saw like a big story it was like Bachelorette parties weren't happy about the draft <laughs> being that weekend, but I'm like, that seems like the best weekend to be in Nashville. Well, like, I so I, many people
0: there. I tweeted a few times, man. I wanted uh, after seeing that crowd and realizing what an event it was and knowing how much fun Nashville is, that would have been awesome to go to. I oh, that
1: would have been, yeah, Nashville already is one of the coolest cities in the country. And with the draft there, you know, the energy and all the like, you know, ESPN is there, all the media and, you know, whatever players and coaches are there. And just the fact that like the, they had the stage right there on Broadway. Yeah. So like that road is just lined with bars and restaurants. So you can just live right there. Walk up and down that street. Walk up, check out the draft for a few minutes. Okay, walk up to another bar, grab a drink, grab some food, see some live music. And I I would have to imagine. I mean, it's Nashville. I would have to imagine it's a good scene as far as talent, especially talking about all the bachelorette parties and everything. Oh, yeah. It'd probably be a good time.
0: It is, and I, and that would be my complete mode too. If I'd have went down and attended it, I'd have just been walking in and out of bars, you know, maybe maybe going outside when the lions are coming up on the clock, you know, and just having a good old time. Unfortunately, it was raining quite a bit. I saw there on the opening night, but uh, you know, you think Nashville was good, you don't think it's going to be good next year in Vegas? Is that where it's going to be?
1: It's going to be dangerous.
0: Yeah, I'd say if you had any interest in 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 participating, you might want to get some reservations going now. Yeah, that would be a wild time.
2: I feel like the draft in Las Vegas, like that's just another thing. I mean, yeah. there's already so much going on there that it's it won't even really draw much of a crowd. Uh- I,
1: I get what you're saying. The NFL draft is pretty big, though. I know, obviously, Vegas has you know prize fighting and a ton of other events that are huge. The NFL draft is—I don't know—it's got to be up there with one of the biggest sporting events you know in all of sports right
2: do you, uh, yeah do you guys watch as far as
1: bringing people in for a 3 day you know maybe like opening weekend of March madness they talk about in vegas as like the best weekend to go you know the nfl draft i would think has got to be right up there
2: do you guys? Did you guys watch like the NFL draft? Like, I just watched the first round. The whole that yeah. Thursday night, I watched the entire thing. I didn't. I, s- I
0: didn't sit there and watch. I. Re- You're going to laugh. I DVR'd it, and oh. and then I just fast forwarded to each guy that got selected. I didn't care about the backstories. I'm sure they did a tremendous job on laying it out, but I didn't want to spend all that time. I just wanted to see who was who was where they were at. I know I could have got the same thing on yeah. Twitter, but. <laughs> you know that's that's how i watch i
2: feel like that that is probably the most psycho thing you've ever said on this show. <laughs> With, like the whole point of watching it is like the live effect like oh like we're about to see this guy's like dreams like meet reality like in 2 seconds here on live tv like that's what the whole point of it okay in yeah, my eyes
1: speaking of that i don't know do you guys think it's cool seeing you know, like, Chase Winovich posted the video of, like, when he got the call from New England. And a ton of other players post, you know, videos like that. You see yeah. Sean Gary, you know, gets really emotional when he got the call. Do you think that stuff is cool? Like, does it make you think, like, man, I can't can't imagine what that would be like?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that that is very cool. And you talk about Winovich. Didn't he go to the Patriots? Yeah. What, I mean, what, a, what a move. <laughs> I
2: know. It just seems like a steal. It's a yeah. Great pick. I've heard like a lot of people said like uh, Jeff Fisher. I actually heard an interview with him that it's like this phone call that these players are about to see. Like they're gonna remember every word of it. It's the most important, like most memorable phone call they're gonna have like in their entire life. Yeah,
0: I can believe that. And and to answer your question again, Matt, I mean, I, I, I have known the last couple of years with the NFL draft being on the road, it it was big. But this is the first year that I really, I was watching it, even though on my DVR, I was checking it out and how huge it is. It is just a gigantic event.
1: Yeah, I mean, it brings a ton, especially when it's in a city like Nashville or then Vegas. Right. I was in Chicago last year, so it was a big crowd there. But Vegas, it's going to be pretty wild, I think.
0: Well, before we get to some NBA talk, I do have a question for both of you guys, just your gut feel. Do you, do you think uh, Kyler Murray is the real deal? Was, that, was he worthwhile to be the overall number one? What do you guys
2: think? I, I think so in this draft. I mean, there just wasn't a whole lot of quarterbacks to be had, and quarterback really is like a game-changing position. And I think that going into Cliff Kingsbury like system at Arizona like it just if it's going to work anywhere it's going to work for him in Arizona. So
0: do you have any concerns that he that he might fail?
2: Uh I mean yeah, I like I, I mean I'm not like a talent evalu- evaluator here, but if someone is just rewriting the record books in college, like that's the first thing I look at. Like same with Dwayne Haskins, but when it, then when you have a player like Daniel Jones at number 6 like that's something I don't understand what we see in that
0: guy. Yeah, and I was kind of leaning more towards Haskins. I mean, he's you know, again, you don't want to you don't want to criticize a guy for not being tall, but Haskins is really a physical specimen and he put up some huge numbers and played, you know, in a good system himself. I was surprised he slid all the way down to the Redskins and didn't go to the Giants if uh, if Murray was going to Arizona. That surprised me for sure.
1: Yeah, I guess the only thing I mean, everyone's heard this stuff about Kyler Murray. You know, the only thing, like you said, Jared, I think for Kingsbury's offense, he's probably a perfect fit, but, you know, he is kind of small. So, like, if he, you know, like what happened with RG3, you know, hopefully he doesn't get running around and get banged up because, I mean, Cam Newton is basically a linebacker playing quarterback, and, and the hits are starting to take a toll on him. So, you can only imagine a guy, I think, they, you know, he's listed at like 5'9", Kyler Murray. So, yeah, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't get scrambling around too much, but, you got all the talent, so, you know, we'll
0: see. And, you know, the NFL has changed a bit from uh, from the past, you know. They, they used to always have the the, the Peyton Manning-type quarterbacks that would stand in the pocket, you know. But they have adjusted more to the college game, I think, in their overall philosophy offensively. Do you guys agree, disagree?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, when you see a pl- uh, coach in Cliff Kingsbury who was fired in the Big right. 12 losing record, and now he's an NFL coach. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. And I think it's very dumb but we'll see. I mean, I think Kyler Murray, worst case scenario, he's going to be very, very entertaining to watch for Arizona Cardinal
0: things. Yeah, and then hopefully he just stays healthy. Well, we'll get into some uh, NBA talk next, but uh, remember when you're in the mid-Michigan area, stop into Rivals Tap House and Grill. It's the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast coming up this coming weekend. We're recording on Monday night. shytown town a very popular band, is going to be there for the weekend. You can check out the NBA, NHL playoffs, the Tigers, and don't forget, coming up Wednesday, May 1st, It's the the first-of-the-month party, $1 domestic bottles, $5 burgers, or chicken sandwiches with a side. That's Rivals Taphouse & Grill across from Meyer & Crun. And also, check out SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. They'll have a big firearms consignment sale on May 1st and bid on farm items from the Ivan Estate in New Lothrop until May 8th. Call Troy at 989-720-SELL for other details or hit them up online, SheridanAuctionService.com.
1: So I don't know if you guys were have been watching with, with everything else going on this weekend and just, like, getting outside, because I don't know what the weather was like in Michigan, but it was amazing down here in North Carolina.
0: Pretty nice uh, here, the too. NBA
1: playoffs, like you said, in the open, Ted, they're really good. The series are actually, you know, we got Celtics-Bucks, Rockets-Warriors. I don't know if you guys were watching the NBA playoffs, but the games were really good, and I can only think that in the Rockets-Warriors game that happened yesterday, we're recording on Monday night, coming down the stretch, it was James Harden, Jared's guy, taking a shot, and uh, being guarded by Draymond Green. How did that make you feel? Because you've voiced your displeasure in the Warriors and Draymond Green, and you're James Harden, and you know, that's your guy. So, like, were you excited? Were you hoping he made it, or what?
2: I mean, I was hoping that he was going to make it, obviously. I hate the Warriors more than anything. <laughs> uh, the way I view it, basically, is just the Warriors against everybody else. Somebody please beat them. I don't care if it's James Harden. I don't care if it's the Boston Celtics. Anyone beat them. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's only game one. I mean, right. No one really expected them to take game one at Golden State, and it's a long series still. James Harden, I mean, that's always going to be the knock from people like you that he can't, you know, close late in games or whatever, and we'll see. I mean, I just can't wait till he finally knocks off the Warriors and you have to eat crow on this podcast. And the
0: other big story was whether it was a foul or not on green, and, you know, after watching that, there's no way. It was Harden, you know making the contact, trying to force the foul. So I, I thought it was a good no call there at the end. There may have been some other debatable calls in that game. But it's funny, you hate Golden State. What What is it that you hate so much about them? Because I'm on the other other side of the spectrum. I, I like them. I love the way they play. I love the way they move the basketball around. And how can you not like Durant?
2: Okay, so you like Durant, yeah. who... Just completely abandon Oklahoma City and burn all bridges there. Join the super team that is the Warriors. So what? You like Boogie Cousins, who I has did... so many technical fouls and just has always been a problem uh, for people. People do not like him. I- I'm okay with Boogie Cousins. You like Jermaine Green, who kicks players in the nuts on numerous occasions. <laughs> you like Steph Curry, who whips mouth guards at fans, which is if LeBron did that. Matt would be sitting here raving about how LeBron's just the worst type of person in the world because he did that. And we just forget about that. That Steph Curry did it. You like uh, Steve Kerr, who just – he thinks he's, like, the smartest man in the entire universe. <laughs> Everything he does, it's like he acts like he's so, like, enlightened, and he just understands, like, the political issues in this climate. He, like, tries to be Greg Popovich, but he's not. Okay. That's but, why I don't like the Warriors. So you
0: don't like the behind-the-scenes stuff, but what about the play on the, on the court other than the green nut-kicking?
2: They're fun to watch. I mean, when that's what just I mean. They're fun to watch. Threes, but it's it's not fun for me to watch them. It it just makes me more angry watching them make threes. Like I could see how like objectively, like if you just watch them, like man, they're entertaining as hell. But me watching them, it's yeah. the worst
0: thing in the world. All right, Matt, you want to break the tie?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm definitely. I I respect. I'm not a Warriors fan. Because I don't want to see them continue to win every title. But yeah, like you said, Ted, I like watching them play, it's kind of like watching the Spurs when they were in their like prime with Duncan and Parker and all those guys, like, you can't watch them and not appreciate what they do. And I, I'm a Steve Kerr fan. I do like – I do think he seems like a very smart, enlightened person. I like what he, uh, you know, talks about it with, like, social issues and stuff. And uh, I met him a couple times at Grand Valley State, so maybe that's maybe that's part of the reason. But uh, I did see his, his press conference today. I don't know if you guys saw. He opened it with, like – he acted like he – Flopped like took yeah. a foul from one of the reporters, and then he like acted like he was complaining about the fouls, taking a little bit of a shot, I think, at the Rockets. But I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, Draymond, I don't know, the whole Michigan State thing, and I mean the dude plays hard, so I, I can I can respect his game. But what do you guys think about the like the foul situation? Like to me, Harden in the post game press conference was complaining about the refs, saying like he just wants a fair chance. And then Draymond's response actually was kind of funny. He said like he has actually been fouled on James Harden three-point attempts. So uh, that's just kind of funny to (laughs) think about that. But, like, Harden to sit here to me and complain about refs has to be the most ridiculous thing ever because I looked it up before we started recording. Harden shot in the regular season 858 free-throw attempts. The next closest was Giannis at 686, almost 200 less. And then, like, the next two were, like, in the mid-500s. So like two, three hundred more than the next few guys behind him. So to hear James Harden complain about the refs is like pretty wild to me. If it was a blatant no call at the end, but like you said, Ted, I think it was just a good no call. Yeah. Play on. It was good defense. But it, it's just hilarious to me to hear them and like and then just to sit there and complain about the refs because they went 14 of 47 from three point land. I mean, maybe don't shoot 14 of 47 from three point land if you want a chance to win.
0: Before you comment, Jared, I was just going to throw this out there. We all could look that kind of stats up, but that's why he's the ESPN man, Matt. I love it. <laughs> I Well, I, yeah, great take, Matt, but it's drawing fouls
2: is a skill. I feel like a there's skill. a sarcasm there. Yeah, there, drawing <laughs> fouls, that's what makes him good, drawing fouls. We've all been in an open gym game where there's a scrub that drives to the rim and gets fouled, and no one abides by it. No one calls it because you don't deserve it. It's a bailout call. But when you're as talented as James Harden is, and he drives to the hoop and gets fouled, it should be called every single time.
1: Yeah, but it's not not just okay. So I brought up the free throw attempts, like so. I I do think he does he is very good at drawing fouls, but I do think he sells them a lot with the flopping, with flailing his head. But it's also that crazy BS step back that is always three, four, five steps <laughs> that somehow he has perfected it so it doesn't get called. So, like, for him to just complain about the refs to me is, like, he gets away with more and gets more of the benefit of the doubt from the referees than anyone in the league.
0: Do you think the play of the players, the the quality has improved so much that the refs' talent hasn't kept up? Or is there something else going on? I mean, you got to admit, these NBA players are... This is as good as we've ever seen in professional basketball, I think, about the quality of play and how good they are. I mean, you know, it's it's the 365-day-a-year uh, training regimen they have and their nutrition and just the skill level is phenomenal, and I'm not sure the referees are keeping up with them.
2: I think they are. I think that referees are better than they've ever been because with instant replay and – all the factors that go, everyone, social media, if you make a mistake, people are going to post it all over everything. So they have to be on it. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's maybe one or two calls a game that people disagree with, it's pretty damn good for a 48-minute game in the, in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat. I'd, I'd be curious, like, you know, I always say this like, with guys like Michael Jordan or other guys, like if, if social media, like to Jared's point, social media, YouTube, whatever, was what it is now 20, 30 years ago, I wonder if we would have different views of things. Like maybe refs were just as inconsistent in the eighties and nineties, but we just didn't know because there wasn't instant replay and there wasn't thirty cameras at every you know, every angle that, you know, NBA games have now. So I I think the refs are really actually like fine. Even like with like M L B baseball is one. You know, one blown call gets magnified like crazy. But MLB umpires are actually like really good. You know, they they might just miss one call a game or something like that. But, you know, I do think about that sometimes, like, in the NFL and especially the NBA, these guys are so fast, so athletic. You know, they move, like, they're so quick in everything that they do. It's got to be damn near impossible to call, to referee a perfect game. Yeah. You know, you're going to miss calls because these guys are just so athletic and so fast. You're you're going to miss a couple. That's I, just what it is.
0: I think basketball refereeing probably is the toughest sport to ref too. Do you th- do you think that refereeing the
2: refs have gotten worse? Is that what you're saying before I say I'm what I'm, about to I'm say? not
0: sure they've gotten worse. I'm not sure they've been able to keep up on the talent level and I'm not sure what, you know, how to solve that. I know there's been some talk about maybe changing the nba rules a little bit maybe move the three-point line back maybe move it to the si- closer to the sidelines on the in the corner do you think they're getting too good for the way the the game's set up right now no i think the nba is as
2: entertaining as it's ever been okay. so i don't think that there's any problems that need to be fixing and that's one thing that's good about the nba if there's a problem they address it like right away now like the nfl where it seems like to make even the smallest change it takes like five years but i think refs are a lot better just because look at them i mean 30 years ago they had beer guts. <laughs> That's And true. now they're actually, like, in shape. That's all I need to yeah.
0: see. Well, I mean, they make a good living, too. I mean, they're, they're paid well for it. I mean, they mm-hmm. they better be in shape.
1: Yeah, especially just to keep up with the game, you right. know. So even, like, even 15 years ago or whatever, when the Pistons won their title in 04, it was a lot of, like, slow walk it up and down the court. I mean, you, if you're a ref in this game, you're, like, sprinting the whole game. These These guys play fast, so. Yeah, you gotta be in shape, but talking about the missed calls, did you guys see Houston filed their complaint with with the NBA about last year's playoffs? Did you guys see that?
0: I said something about it. Break it down a little bit.
1: So they've been they have this I don't know if it's it's someone within the organization or like some audit team. They've been they after last year's Western Conference Finals, they've been tracking every game they play against the Warriors and even like the Warriors game. So it's basically mostly against the Warriors getting the benefit of the doubt from the referees. So they said they broke down, they did an audit of last year's Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals when the Warriors won, and they said they they submitted this complaint to the NBA and said that there were 81 potential missed calls in that game, basically trying to make the point that the Warriors get the benefit of the doubt. And then they're obviously doing this after that Game 1 when they think that the Warriors were again getting the benefit of the doubt from the referees. So it just it go, it goes back to, like, what I, I've said before about, you know, when we talked about instant replay at the end of football games, like with that Saints game or, you know, other games that we've talked about that. Like, if you go through these games, whatever sport it is, you're going to find so many missed calls throughout the whole game that if you're only going to point to, like, that one game or that one play at the end of the game, I mean, they're saying 81 potential missed calls in one game. Like, that's
0: insane. Are they saying 81 against Houston or 81 total?
1: 81 just in the Warriors' favor. Huh. So that doesn't count the ones that maybe are in the Rockets' favor. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that that would be more of a true test if they're going to audit it. Let's get the whole story I, out I there. feel
2: like that they did that just with the series. I mean, talk about good timing. Right? right when they're about to play the Warriors? You don't think that the refs might see that before the games and it might creep into their minds a little bit? I think it's mind so, games. Will it yeah, be a positive or a negative, though? That. So
1: I mean, these refs are human, you know, they have feelings and stuff. Do you think this is a good thing to do to maybe, like, bring this to the light of the referees? Or do you think now the referees might look at this and basically be like, F you to the Rockets. You're trying to, like, put us down, call us out? We're going to... Maybe yeah, we are going to give the Warriors the benefit of the doubt now. You know, like what what way do you think the the refs see
2: this? I think it depends on each like individual ref's personality. I think for the majority, I think that it's a good move by the
0: Rockets, though personally. Well, I know one thing. I think it's it's still going to be a heck of a series, you know for sure. And I, I mean, this second round, like I mentioned in the open, I mean, look at Portland as they knocked out OKC on a game winning, uh, a a series winning three point shot at the buzzer. How incredible was that?
1: And then, obviously, the reaction and everything afterwards, yeah, that was just awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the series going on right now, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. This is really, this is when Ted the sports guy really starts paying attention. <laughs> and I'll watch the games now, you know, the <laughs> sports. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you, I mean, yeah, it was cool. The Pistons were in the first round. But, like, some of those first-round matchups are like, okay, let's just, let's move on. Let's get this thing rolling. These second-round matchups
2: are pretty good. Yeah. So, something that bothered me about the Pistons, so Blake Griffin, I like Blake Griffin, uh-huh. but how easy is it to just be liked as a player in the NBA? After his like final press conference of the season, he just went and shakes everyone's hands, yeah. and it's like people are cumming their pants over that. It's like, <laughs> are you kidding? I, I mean, it's yeah, just shaking yeah, their hand. Right. It's so
1: easy. They are kind of, and then they have to go change or whatever it gets sticky. but <laughs> they have. So it's very easy to be liked. But it's also like very easy to be a dickhead too. So it is if that's all it takes, just be a nice guy, be polite to the media, shake their hands after. Like if that's all it takes, why don't more guys do that? You it, know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Like, if that's it, all it
1: takes to make yeah. fans have that reaction like you just described. Why why aren't every why doesn't every player do that? So maybe that's why when someone does, that's why it's a big deal.
2: Exactly. It's perple- I just it's perplexing. I would see that if I was an NBA player, I I'd see that oh at the end of this season, I'm going to go shake every media ha- member's hand, and people are going to go crazy about it on Twitter. Yeah. and
1: really probably it's... Probably partly because it's, it's the Pistons, too, and the Pistons haven't had like, a good team in 15 years. you know. So.
0: Well, I think Griffin's always been that type of guy, though, personality-wise, isn't he? He's always been... A, he's had a good reputation well, all I mean, the way along.
2: Well, I mean, he punched a security guard in the face. When? When he was with the Los Angeles Clippers. He punched a security well, guard in the face. Well, what was
0: the story on that? Why did he punch a security guard? I
2: mean, I don't know all the details. I just know, Matt, my I raw? He punched a guy literally in the face.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that Broke story. I forget the specific details. Like, I kind of forget why. But, yeah, he did he did punch a security guard in the face.
0: I would think there'd have to be a pretty good reason not to justify punching somebody in the face, but why in the heck he would go off on a guy. It had to be some something that provoked it, I would guess. You, you <laughs> fell
2: hook, line, and sinker for the shaking of the hands after the media.
0: Must have been a good reason why he <laughs> punched him in the face. Well, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, is that the only thing you got? Daddy punched a, no, like, that he punched it No, that's negative on Blake A lot Griffin. of people have
2: been calling him like a prima donna like his entire life. Couldn't quite make it work with Chris Paul. Mm, okay. Dated a Kardashian, which I, that's kind of a plus depending on who you
0: ask. Depends, but. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, remember he was dating her when he got traded to Detroit, right? And then she started showing up like in Royal Oak. Or kind like of a Kardashian. Of around
0: Detroit and people loved it. It was Kendall Jenner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like that for the old guy? Throwing out Kendall nice. Jenner.
2: What do you think? you really think that the equipment manager really did something that deserved to get punched in
0: the no, face? No, no. Like I said, overreaction. Yeah, You don't punch him in the face. It, punch him hard enough to break your own hand? That's and, pretty extreme. And the, and
2: the fact that it's, it's undisclosed just shows you that Blake Griffin is probably out of bounds with why he did it
0: what was undisclosed what do you mean
2: they didn't say why they haven't from what I, i've been sure this whole time i've been trying to find out what the story is i just keep seeing it's undisclosed maybe there was incident. a payment
0: maybe there was a payment there to keep it quiet possibly yeah that's
2: possible but i mean, if, if the guy wasn't fired because of the altercation right. then i don't know how can the, you
1: the the thing i just saw is in the incident griffin followed testy who is the equipment manager outside a restaurant where they were eating and hit him breaking his hand in the process Wow! wasn't Even in the locker room, I I thought I remembered it was something happened in the in the locker room. Maybe something did happen in the locker room. Then they went out to eat and got in a little fight at a at a restaurant. But all you right. can't break your hand punching an equipment manager. All right, ba- no,
0: no, for your back back up my Blake Griffin love.
2: <laughs> no, it, no, no. But Matt, it's all forgiven because he just shook a couple guys' hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he played hard. He he played those two games in Detroit. He played hard. Uh,
0: while we wrap up this NBA talk, though. Uh, <laughs> Rest in peace to John Havlicek, Matt, uh, Matt. You know who he is, but I don't know if Jared does. Do you? Hondo,
1: yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, obviously the famous Havlicek stole the ball. Yep. I mean, I I I never watched him live, obviously, but seen a ton of hi- highlights and
0: all pro in the seventies. Ha-
2: ha- how I know John Havlicek is like. Whenever I would get in an argument with like my dad or somebody about like how the players in the nineteen seventies were good, he'd always like like when he's listing off players that were good in the seventies, he goes like, Yeah, John Hondo Havich. That was always like where his argument fell apart. <laughs> that's my lasting remembrance of he, John Havichak.
0: He was a solid player, obviously uh named one of the top fifty NBA players of all time. He he was great, but again, I can't argue with you. The era was definitely different then than it is now for sure. All right. I think that's enough NBA yeah, talk. I know do what you guys heard. think?
1: Think, Jared probably thinks that he would get put in the blender if he played in today's NBA. It, that is something that would be really – it obviously will never happen. It would be really cool to see Jerry West, you know, Havlicek, some of these older guys, Pistol Pete, play in today's game and actually see if it translates.
0: It would be uh, a fantasy I saw, thing. I
1: saw a pretty good Twitter debate going on. I know we were trying to move on, but I uh, saw a pretty good Twitter debate going on about who is the better basketball player, Giannis Antetokounmpo or Magic Johnson. Obviously, Magic Johnson is just this legend, one of the best of all time. But like, if you ask that, who is a better basketball player? I mean, John, Giannis has to be the better basketball player, right? <laughs> I mean, look at that guy play.
2: I don't think he. I don't think we've seen enough from Giannis this this far in his career to to quite go that far. But Matt, you know that I'm the first one to jump on an old basketball player and why they aren't as good. They wouldn't like last in today's NBA. And I don't know. You watch Magic Johnson's highlights. I don't think I've ever seen plays like that. Just like him and Pistol Pete are kind of in a league of their own with some of the passes they've made. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they were fantastic passers, without a doubt. And, you know, I would say uh, the Greek freak, athletically, you know, his body, obviously better, but Magic knew how to play the game. And, you know, he, he made all aspects of the game. He wasn't the greatest three point shooter or jump shooter, but he made everybody else better. Ted, yeah.
2: you'll like this uh, transition. Did you see that HBO actually green-lighted a uh, Showtime series about the Showtime Lakers, Ooh. and it's um, the director of like Step Brothers, and I can't. His name's I'm I'm gonna look it up, but the, the director of Step Brothers is the one that's gonna be directing of it.
0: Is it a movie or or a Adam doc? Uh It's like a it's a it's a
2: doc. Uh, no, it's not. It's a it's not a movie. It's not. A doc, it's a series.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, it's kind of like uh,
1: almost like a Hard Knocks type of series.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, we could have talked about that in the next segment, and we'll get to Entertainment <laughs> tonight next. But before we do, Advanced Elevator, they feature top-of-the-line field technicians for installations, troubleshooting service, and repair of elevators, an area business leader and longtime supporters of the Corona Public Schools. And they salute Hannah Hollister, who set the school record in the 200 meters to go along with her two hurdles school record. So that's Advanced Elevator Company. All right, guys. at uh, tonight. We're going to get right into it. It was quite a weekend with the Avengers pulling down big money. Uh, we're recording on Monday night. And, of course, last night was Game of Thrones. Let me start off here. I, this is more directed at Jared. I guess Matt, too, since he doesn't have any care in the world to watch Game of Thrones. But Jared kind of talked me into it. Uh, you know, I, I can be stubborn sometimes, but he said you should watch the... Watch this season, the first couple episodes leading up to this one. So, as you know, I sent you guys a text. I watched the first two on uh, on demand, and, you know, I don't know everything about the backstory, but they set it up good enough to I knew what was going on. You know, they were getting ready for this big battle, and I don't know if we want to send out any spoiler alerts tonight, so I'll t- kind of talk in generalities. But last night, the third episode was the big battle, and... It was nonstop warring for, what, about an hour, hour of half. the hour and 20 minutes? Yeah. I mean, they set it all up at the beginning, but it was pretty well done. I, I had one criticism. I thought it was very good, first of all. I, I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed all three I've watched of this season. It was just a little dark.
2: Yeah. That was a lot of people on Twitter. It was like they spent $96 million on this battle, and the first like 45 minutes you had no idea what was going yeah, on. Yeah, you
0: couldn't see who was getting stabbed with the swords or whatever was going on. It was It was just a little bit too dark. That's my only criticism. The rest of yeah, that's it, what thought...
2: made me laugh.
1: You know, I, It's not that I don't have any interest at all in watching it. I'm just like so far behind. Maybe I could do like what you did and just catch up on this season. But I did laugh. I hopped on Twitter around 9 o'clock because it started at 9 o'clock, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I hopped on Twitter around then. and I was like, I'm curious if people are talking about it. And that's what everyone was talking about. They're having to adjust the contrast on their TVs <laughs> and stuff. So I just laughed, shook my head, and said, Enjoy your dragon
0: show.
2: No. <laughs> see, you know you notice how he always has to throw like that little like turn of the knife at you? <laughs> It doesn't make you like cool that you would oh this super popular T V show that everyone likes, like I don't like it. That makes me like different. That makes me cool. No,
1: see, I don't I don't have that mindset. I just it's not my thing or I don't watch it. So Well, well like, then
2: don't throw out the, the dragon comment at the end of your point. <laughs> which you purposely did. You know you did.
0: And I and I have to admit, Matt, the, the dragons were pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I've seen a couple little clips that people have posted, and, you know, I, I, I know a little bit about it. Like I said, it, I'm sure it is really cool, the special effects and stuff. Ted, are you glad that you've kind of gotten into it, or is it kind of like you would have been fine if you didn't?
0: Well... A little of both, but I'll tell you why I'm glad I, I tuned into it, and I, I kind of wish I would have watched it from the beginning, which I still I plan on catching up on it someday, just like I did with the Breaking Bad thing. I've told you guys about that before. After the whole fad with that, I caught up on that probably a couple years after the fact, and it was just fantastic television. And and I should have known. You know, Jared's been hyping it all up. I've seen a lot of the young guys your age hyping it up. It's, it's a big phenomenon, and, you know, I— to tell you the truth, the reason I didn't get into it in the first place, when it first was on, I wanted to watch it, but it didn't interest my wife at all. And I, I watch a lot of TV with my wife, so the, the, that's kind of what I've slid into. She had no interest in it, and there's only so much TV time, so that's why I didn't get it in the first place. I told her. Last night I said, hey, you're going to have to watch some Home and Garden because I'm going downstairs at 9 o'clock and watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> and that's how I did it. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. But I was going to tell you, Matt, the reason that uh, it's not a surprise to me that it's very good, because it's an HBO series. Nobody oh, right, does right. these series like HBO. I mean, I'll just I, – I and the other thing is, our cable system now, we have Spectrum. And when we were Charter before, you could go on On Demand on HBO shows and you might – like it might be the fourth season that they're airing live, and you'd want to catch up, and they wouldn't have season one and two. Now, you go on Spectrum, they've got every HBO series, and going all the way back to like the Larry Sanders show, you can watch every episode just like you can on Netflix. They're all there. So, yeah, that's nice. It's awesome. And you know, some of the ones, some of the shows that I recommend, you can keep this in mind, Jared, for. For your future viewing, Band of Brothers. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that one. It's a great show, yep. great show. Boardwalk Empire, uh, Carnival. Did you see any of that? No, I've never seen. It's a good one. Again, like I said, pretty much anything HBO puts out there is tremendous. I'm I'm excited about this next one, Deadwood. It was a great series. It, man, it kind of falls into your generational thing. You said if you could go at any generation, maybe go back to the cowboys and Indians days. Yeah. Well, Deadwood it goes back in those days with Calamity Jane and uh, Wild Bill Hickok. And they got a movie coming out in the end of May, the Deadwood movie that I'm really looking forward to. So if you have any interest in that, maybe catch up on Deadwood on On Demand and then get ready for the movie at the end of May.
2: Now, now I'm just curious, somebody who, like, doesn't really have any context into, you know, Game of Thrones, what did you think of, and I think spoilers, okay, I mean, pretty much. That's a
0: good, okay, fire away. All
2: over Twitter, like. What did you think of, like, how the Night King was kind of defeated, and what did you think of the Night King in general?
0: I mean, he's pretty badass. Oh, he was definitely badass. I was trying to figure out, well, the the Night King, I was calling him Satan. <laughs> <He> had, <laughs> has the horns, right? Yeah. And who's the giant dude?
2: Uh, He was actually, so he was a member of, uh, like, Jon Snow's army. Oh. Uh, And then he got killed by, uh like, later. Or no, he wasn't a part, but, but the Giants are a part of, like, the good team or whatever. Jon Snow's, like, the Targaryens, I think. I'm not, like, a Game of Thrones expert. That might right. be wrong but he killed them like earlier in the show and then he came back and he was a part of the army so
0: well the thing that the thing that i really enjoyed i mean i didn't i didn't see it coming i i had no clue i knew there was an evil force that they were doing battle against but it was like uh like walking dead at a at a hundred times what walking dead is right i mean these these zombies or what are they called white walkers white walkers those are some scary dudes i know it's
2: like i was like how would you ever get out of when he just because Matt, like you probably don't know, but so the, how the White Walkers work if they kill somebody, they can like raise them back up, kind of like a zombie would to join their army. So, like midway through the battle, all the people they had killed at Winterfell, like they just raised them up and they joined their forces.
0: Oh, that was freaky.
2: And it's just it's kind of funny. They're like zombies, but they're actually kind of smart. So, like when they set the fire up, they all just kind of start laying across. Oh, yeah, so they can walk, walk across.
0: Would you rate that as the best episode you've seen? Uh, the chart. Battle
2: of the Bastards battle was probably a little bit better. Um, really? Just because I didn't like how the Night King was killed. You know, I like, I like to think of him as he's never, ever going to make like, a tactical mistake, which
0: he hadn't up until
2: the very and end. he made one.
0: Were you happy with the person that uh, killed yeah, him? Yeah,
2: I just kind of wish it would have been he just got bested. Like He kind of got cheap-shotted in mm-hmm. a way, almost. And I just wish it would have been like a one-on-one battle where he just flat-out wasn't as good of a, of a fighter as like somebody else.
0: Well, I enjoyed it. That was and I'll stick with it the last two episodes and see how it ends, but uh like I said, I'll I'll watch I'll watch it from front to back now on on demand mm-hmm. so I can see some of the nakedness.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've seen that's what I've seen is how I'm assuming it's the the young chick
0: Aria Aria, the, yeah.
1: The killing is what you guys talk about. Yeah, right? you've seen
0: some of the things on Twitter where they put her face on basketball players Damian and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Damian so she
1: did the like Michael Jordan move—the up and under. Yeah, drop the knife down to the other hand and stab the guy.
0: Yeah, but I thought I thought it was well done, so it, it was enjoyable. The other big story from the weekend—the Avengers—and I know again, Jared got me kind of excited about it. You know, mm-hmm. I I. I, I was looking forward to it. I couldn't talk my wife into going to it. She was going to go with me, and I went (laughs) 10 o'clock Saturday morning to a matinee here in town. I didn't buy my tickets in advance, but I got there a half hour early, and I'm glad I did because it was pretty well filled in. You know, Most people bought theirs online like I know you did, Jared. Did you see Avengers yet, Matt? I
1: didn't, and uh, we did a free screening the night before it was released, and then like two on Saturday morning. Um, for employees to go check it out for free. And I, I probably should have taken advantage yeah, well. of it, but I, I didn't, you know. I don't think... So we- I, I know what happened. Like, I, I asked. It's kind of funny. We've talked about spoilers. I, asked, I have a ton of friends and people who I work with who are huge into the superhero movies and stuff. And I asked a couple at work on Saturday if they had seen it. And they said they had, of course. And I was like, so what happens? I've seen people were, like, crying. People said it was obviously really good. People were, like, emotional about it. So what happened? And they were like... Didn't know what to do because they were like, "You, you really want me to tell you?" Like, <laughs> people have been so like trained not to talk about spoilers, and I was like, "It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to see it probably at some point. I'm just curious what happens." So.
0: Yeah. So you know who didn't make it. Don't. I,
1: I don't doubt that it was good because those all of those movies are really well done.
0: I think we should wait a week on the Avengers Endgame spoilers. Okay, uh, I won't give it away. I will say this: it was. And I haven't seen every uh, every Marvel movie. I think there was 22 leading up to this, wasn't there?
2: Yeah. I love the fact that you So It sounds like you went to the movie by yourself. I did. It's an all-time move. It's a great move. People make fun
0: of me for it. Oh, it's a, no. It's the best thing to do.
1: Why not? Well, I don't mind going to movies alone at
0: all. Yeah. And then plus, the bonus, I'm like you. You got pinned in the middle, didn't you? Yeah. Now, how many times do you have to get up in that three One hours? One
2: time, but about, so, so there's three hours. So after about an hour, I started to really have to pee. And for the next probably 30 minutes, the middle part of the movie, I was just thinking about, like, my ex-escape plan, like, how I got to go pee. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: the worst part about having to pee at the movie. If you don't just, like, get up and go, then that's it. Yeah, the whole time you have to pee, that's what you're thinking about. Right. You're not really, like, even watching the movie. Yeah. But,
0: so, well, I mean,
1: did you guys like it? Because obviously it made, well, it's up to, like, $1.2 billion right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I mean, obviously, I, I don't think I've seen anyone say they didn't like it wrapped up that series well. I know they're still going to do more Marvel movies, but did you guys like it? I did. I, I
0: have one criticism on it. I, it's not a major criticism. It, I don't think it needed to be three hours. I thought the first 40 minutes were a little bit slow. They were painting the story. I get mm-hmm. that, but they could have sped that up a little bit. But once they got into the action, uh, it, it was really well done.
2: Yeah, it was, and I'm curious, like, so you went on Saturday, 10 a.m., was there, like, cheering in your theater? Because it was a pretty awesome theater experience seeing yeah. it. People are wearing costumes, and every time, you know, someone pops up on the screen that they hadn't seen in a while, they cheer, someone, like, is defeated or whatever. Like, it's cheering, like, throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I
0: didn't, I, I unfortunately, I didn't quite have that experience. We had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of little kids at the Saturday matinee, if you know what I mean, parents taking their kids, which was okay. They I mean, it was fine, and, again... My strategy when I go to the movies, I'm completely like you. Let's face it, if you sit in an aisle seat, you think you really got that much of a worse seat than if you sit in the middle? No, no I, I'm i an aisle guy. I don't know about you guys.
1: Yeah, I like the aisle because, yeah, I mean, these, the theaters are set up. I don't know how Owasso's is now or, like, where you went, Jared, but a lot of the theaters down here now, it's all those, like, wide, lazy boys, the recliners. Yeah. So, I mean, there's yeah, there's not a bad seat in the house, really, except maybe the very front row, but, you know, yeah.
0: And I do like the aisle for a couple of reasons. I, I rarely have to go to the bathroom during a movie. I'll make sure that that's taken care of before the movie. But it's a, it, you can make a quick dash to get popcorn and a refill on your soda, too. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why I like the aisle. Yeah, we
2: were in the recliners, and that's what made the exit a little bit tougher. Everyone's, mm-hmm. you know got a they had like a buttons like – like, oh, like right. lowers the seats. Everyone had to do it. And then actually when I came back, I accidentally walk, walked into the wrong row felt like an idiot got midway got, <laughs> got midway through looked around and realized they were in the road directly beneath me had to walk back through out and then back again
0: now let me ask you ask you this jared i know matt brought it up too <clears throat> and maybe i didn't quite get as emotional as as a lot of people since i haven't watched all the movies and really you know dialed into their individual characters other than watching them in that movie did you did you cry no my two of the friends I, came, I went
2: with were crying and it's I kind of want to mock him for it but it's like <laughs> I don't know. I I guess there's only one I was actually thinking about it, there's only been one movie I've ever actually cried. And I don't even get why I really cried at it but like Warrior, have you seen Warrior? No, you've told Tom me Tom Hardy before. And Uh-oh. uh I can't think of the other Joel Edgerton. I don't know why but that movie gets me to cry every time.
0: Yeah, I the did. one that I've cried at was Field of Dreams. That that gets me every time when they play catch.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. I've I've cried at a ton
1: of movies. I cry at sporting events. I I'm not ashamed to admit. I've I'm a pretty easy crier. It doesn't take much to make me cry. So if I was if I was an Avengers guy, I'm sure this one would have got me.
2: Now, what uh sporting event made you cry?
1: Uh I mean when when the Lakers won the the back-to-back with Kobe's second back-to-back, that got me because that was Kobe finally getting, you know, the two without Shaq and everything that he'd been through. Uh you know, some other ones. I, I cried. I was little, but when Chris Weber called a timeout oh. and didn't have one, uh, oh. only because my older brother was crying. So I think that, like, oh. that I was like, oh, man, this must be a really big deal because he's crying. And I was a Michigan fan. I was a little kid, so obviously. But, no, it doesn't take much. I, I mean, TV shows, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, TV, TV shows make me cry. So, I mean, what? I'm not – Whatever, I get, I get really into it. I get emotionally attached.
2: So. I guess you do. Now, maybe before. Yeah. There's something I kind of and I, I won't take this as my own credit. It's actually on a podcast I was listening to that where I actually heard the news that there was going to be the HBO Showtime series. What's like a team that you would kind of want to see, like, kind of like a docu series, a series about? Is it, is it the Showtime Lakers? Is that the best one?
0: That's a good one. Uh, maybe the Larry Bird Celtics would be a good one. But I've always been partial to the Pistons bad boys. I know they, they did the 30-for-30, 30 30, which was just tremendous.
1: but Yeah, I, I'd love to see some of those older teams. Like, they had a 30-for-30 30 30 with the bad boys was good. It would have been cool, yeah, if it was, like, five parts because they could have done a little more. But I just – I always want – I hope they – like, with the Showtime one, I hope they really go, like, behind the scenes and you really see some of the, like, dirt, if you want to call it that, you know, like – the stuff that wasn't coming out in the public. Not necessarily all bad stuff, but, you know, just some of the, the stuff that went on behind the scenes. Kind of like this Michael Jordan 30 for 30 that's coming out, that's like the 10-part Michael Jordan 30 for 30. Whoa. They really get into, like, why he retired and went to baseball, and then, like, when he came back and stuff like that, you know. But at the same time, you know, the the pedestal that people put Michael Jordan up on, I don't think they're going to try and put any, you know, bad you Bad publicity on Michael yep. Jordan.
2: The only two that I think would be kind of like, and it's like kind of like a like. There's gonna be some fictional parts to it. I'm guessing, you know, with the drama series, I think it would be kind of cool. To maybe like a Fab Five, like following like college kids around, That'd or maybe cool. like the Miami Heat with LeBron. Right. I, those are the two that come to my head when I think of. I'm just tr- the
1: the thirty for thirty on the Fab Five was really good, but again, it's you know whatever two hours long, so right a good five part series would be really cool.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm just curious how they're going to cast it you know how can mm. they cast actors to make it believable that they can play basketball as good as the Lakers? that do? is going to be crucial to the show it is, it, is it it it'll to really like take that? you out of it
1: yeah I, I thought it was like a 30 for 30
2: no yeah i was kind of curious Maybe if you, if you had that, that misunderstood
1: Johnson and showing old game footage and stuff that's what i thought it was
2: no it's going to be like a like, like, a, min- like a netflix series, yeah right? like a netflix series type thing a drama uh, okay that's a concern
1: yeah, because huh. yeah, basketball is kind of tough.
2: You
0: can't have like
1: even as much as like we've talked about Hoosiers before. Like it, the basketball is pretty cheesy. Like if you really see, I actually think It's Hoos- tough to make it look really.
0: Yeah, but at least it was fifties
2: basketball. Yeah, I see. Like that, I think that's what makes it okay. I think Hoosiers does a decent enough job. I'm actually in disagreement with you there, man. I think that <laughs> one's a it's a good enough in that movie.
1: I mean, I guess yeah, because it's fifties basketball. But so yeah, I guess then Showtime Lakers. It's going to be hard to have someone, you know, move and pass and stuff like Magic mm-hmm.
0: Johnson. Unless they unless they have permission to use actual game film, you know, and it's filmed from a distance and they're out there, I don't know. I don't know how else they could do it. Yeah. You know, and then do the close-ups of the actual actors. I got another tip for you, Jared. <clears throat> you're a Batman fan, right? Yeah, big time. And you've heard me talk about Gotham before, and you're not going to, dedicate time to watch the gotham tv series but if you do get a chance check out the finale what happened is it it takes place 10 years after the gotham series ended Mm -hmm. right so it's it's bruce wayne coming back 10 years later and the villains just check out the joker and and then you tell me how that stacks up to heath ledger because it was really good they had the joker the riddler catwoman the penguin i mean it was well done it's only an hour. So check it out, <laughs> Professor Gordon. <laughs> what was it you <laughs> Inspector Gordon? <laughs> I'll never live uh, that down, will I? I also had a chance to watch one other show. Uh, just happened to come across it on Showtime. I don't know if either one of you guys uh, lis- listen to hardcore rock music. It's like punk hardcore. Have you ever you ever tune into that? The Screaming Guys. You know uh, what I mean?
2: Like Screamo. A bit. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I like a couple of Screamo. Like Avenged what I like. But... Okay.
0: Have you ever heard of a band called Agnostic Front?
2: No I've heard of
0: them. Yeah, they're 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 like some of the originals. It's called Agnostic Front, The Godfathers. It's a Showtime documentary. I just happened to come across it and I stuck with it. It was it was very well done. You know, see how they're doing nowadays, where this whole movement started, and it was pretty good. It's funny, a little sidebar. Had a chance to uh, see Avenged Sevenfold with uh, your cousin Casey. Yeah. And his dad uh, must have been 2011 down at the palace. That was an interesting show seeing Avenged Sevenfold. Hollywood Undead and some of these other screamers. It was very interesting, but still fun. You know, it's like you guys know, I love concerts.
2: I, I would love to check that out. I don't have Showtime. Ah. You know, we're not quite TV Teddy like you are. That's okay. Um, well, my one question to you, and I kind of wanted to get this off <clears throat> on the table when we were talking about Game of Thrones, but I'll say it now. So when you sent us the photo that you had watched Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. this was a Thursday at about like 2 p.m. Yes. Maybe this will get you in trouble at work, but. How were you watching these well, in the middle of a work day? See, I wasn't
0: watching it? I actually had just gotten home from my trip. I was down in Indiana on a sales trip and got home two o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Not a boondoggling trip?
0: No, no. And I was uh I, I worked down in my home office in the basement where my other T V is where I took that picture. I just thought I'd share it with you guys. I wasn't watching it right then. Is that believable? But on your but believable? on your spectrum. On, the
2: clock. <laughs> on your spectrum it had like the check mark next to it you and that disappears after to what, twenty four hours? Yeah, I watched
0: believe? it the night before. Oh, okay.
2: But I thought you were in Indianapolis the night before.
0: Oh, I guess you caught me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it we're, was two nights before. Yeah. Check doesn't always disappear after 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, before I
1: ask you guys about, you know, we've talked about spoiling things or whatever. It's obviously with these two events, Game of Thrones and Endgame, a huge, I don't know, talking point, huge issue. Like, where do you guys kind of stand on that? Like, so, Jared, you said, let's give it a week uh, on Endgame. Like, I've seen some people on Twitter say, like, so Endgame came out Thursday. Now it's been we're recorded Monday, so it's been three days, whatever, four days. And people have said, like, if you haven't seen Endgame by now, it's your fault. Like, don't go on Twitter if you don't want to see spoilers, kind of like with Game of Thrones. People said, like, if you didn't watch it, just don't go on social media if you don't want to see spoilers. Like, do you guys kind of, are you on that side? Like, if you don't want to see spoilers, stay off social media? Or yeah. do you think, like, the people who put spoilers out there are kind of dickheads?
0: No, I'm on that side. I, I think the dickheads are the ones that spoil it in advance if they catch wind of, yeah you know, before it even is out.
2: I think that you're... Like if I see an Avenger uh, an Avengers spoiler like now, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'd prefer it if people I've seen it, but I'd prefer it if people waited maybe until next weekend to start kind of going crazy on Twitter. But with Game of Thrones, when it's like appointment television like it is at 9, spoilers are I'm completely fine with spoilers coming out at 10 p.m. when it's done.
0: Right, right. And I don't think it's a, it's bad even if you if we we were talking about it and said spoiler alert, you know, and just <laughs> say something that happened, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a point with television. The Avengers, if you if you wait a week, that seems reasonable to me. But but the but the whole key is if you really don't want to know, then stay away from social media. Don't read about it online.
1: I mean, I guess if you happen to come across something on social media. But otherwise, it is, like, fairly easy to not see the spoilers.
2: Yes. Yeah, and I literally had to. I went through a muted on Twitter, like, all Avengers, Endgame. Oh, you like, did? Yeah, so that I didn't get a spoil.
0: you have to show me how to do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, could, you can mute anything. You could mute anything Spartan-related. I don't. Ted, you wouldn't do that.
0: No, not me. Of course not.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I just I I think it's because I don't watch either of those, so I don't. You know, the spoiler the whole spoiler thing. I'm just kind of like, eh, hey, whatever. But I've seen some people get pretty uh, fired up over seeing some spoilers.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm that way when it comes to uh, like sporting events. If I'm out at a restaurant and can't watch a Michigan game till I get home on my DVR. I get real irritated with certain family members that like to tell me what was going on in that game. And I always do a heads up and say, hey, I'm recording the game. Don't say anything but about that's the Michigan like cats, game.
2: T- like, so say if it's like right after the game, you're out to dinner. Yeah. And you haven't like, that's, what do you want to talk about? You know, and That you can't be, say, oh, we can't talk about this because I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, you can. Well, you can tell if you it's fair if you if you feel really the need to talk about it, just say, "Hey, I'm going to talk about the game. I'll get up and leave." I've actually been at restaurants and sports bars to eat dinner on a Saturday night and had my game DVR and the the game is on in the background and I will not look at it. Will not what listen. That is you,
2: like that's weird. Why is
0: it weird? What are you going to a sports bar?
2: <laughs> hey, you know the every well, the game everyone's watching like I'm just going to you know, don't talk about it. It gets mad if you guys talk about it.
0: Technically, it's not a sports bar, but it's a bar that or a restaurant that has TVs. Let's put it that way. I think like Roma's
1: is a whole different level. Like if you happen to hop on social media, Twitter, and you see the Michigan score or the Michigan State score, I almost feel like that's kind of your fault. Like if you're if you're waiting to like DVR it. Yeah. But like if you got people like probably the guy sitting next to you right now in the studio firing off texts to you, the scores and stuff like that. Now that is kind of like that's not
0: cool. Yeah, I've had I've run into that before with uh, with my daughters. They're all Michigan State, and if for some reason I'm not able to watch a Michigan Michigan State game live, and I let them know that I'm recording it, I have noticed in the past that all of a sudden my phone goes ding 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 and it's ringing at me, and I know something's up, but I'm not looking at it. Yeah,
2: I just can't get over the fact that you go to a restaurant. It's on the TV. Or if you go out (laughs) to eat right after the game just happened and people can't talk about it. It's very selfish. Very selfish.
0: It's very selfish the other way around, too. Like I said, if you want to talk about it, if it's that important to you, just say you're going to talk about it. If I give you the warning and say, hey, please don't say anything about the Michigan game because I recorded it, you will not respect my wishes or are you saying uh, you're going to be (laughs) selfish and talk about it? Yeah,
2: I'm okay with spoilers getting thrown out. I'm not the one that's DVRing
0: the game for later. What if you were deviant? What if you couldn't watch Game of Thrones? I stay
2: off of social media. But
0: but what if you? DVR'd I don't go out it? to a sports bar and it? I get
2: mad when people are cheering during the game and talking about the game. That's well, I can't get over you. Go, you went to a restaurant to. I'm not, for, first of all, I'm, it's, not, it's, gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that playing. it's a little weird. I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> gonna deny it's a little weird. <laughs> okay, like, I'll admit you, it. I, it's uh, just the way I roll, okay. Jared. It's <laughs> the way I roll.
1: he's that guy, like whatever. Let's just say goes to Applebee's and like tells the the waitress. Hey, can you change all of those TVs off the Michigan game? I've got a DVR. You would think so, but no. I don't no. want to see anything.
0: I, I don't go to that extreme, but I will not look at the TV, and I will not sit anywhere where I can hear what's going on. That's commitment. That is. And I will also tell you this. If I do catch wind of it, I, I won't get mad at the person unless it's like a family member that I had just told not to tell me. Why you- if, if it's a fan, somebody in the restaurant, waitress says, hey, how about those Wolverines pulling it out? There's nothing I can do at that point and guess what? I won't watch it either. <laughs>
2: See, because I don't know why highlights he,
0: at that point. He keeps looking at me every time he says, "I've never spoiled anything for you." I wasn't I wasn't. I, did I say your name? You happen to be sitting here in the studio with me. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I feel like your
2: eyes are you're know, like staring darks through me like I've spoiled something for you. Uh, I
0: might make you walk home. That's let's put it <laughs> that way. All right, let's wrap this thing up in a moment, guys, but uh, again, I want to Tell our listeners about the CoronaConnection.com. They know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that is Corona. The spring sports season is rolling along at Corona High. So keep up with the Cavs at CoronaConnection.com. And card service, Michiana, offers credit card setup and equipment for both new and existing merchants, guaranteed to save you money. If you have a credit card machine, you need to get a hold of these people. No contract, no monthly minimums, or early termination fees. Give a call to five seven four two three eight thirteen ninety seven, or just contact us here at Three Point Pod for details. Well, guys, we had a busy show. Is there anything else we need to get on the table here before we sign off?
1: Yeah, I was going to throw out real quick, just some some kind of cool. Uh, with we were talking about Avengers, so Bob Iger, he's the CEO mm-hmm. of Disney. Once in a while, we will get emails from him, and so he sent out a company wide email um, listing off like a lot of people involved with Avengers, listing the numbers, you know the ticket sales and everything and, like, congratulating everyone and, and stuff like that. So seeing, seeing that was kind of cool. That kind of made me feel like I should probably go watch it. But, yeah, just kind of cool to, to get an email from Bob Iger.
0: That know, is pretty sweet. Now, will you still get an opportunity to watch it for free, or is that done?
1: No, I mean, those those free screenings, those are done. So I would have to I'd have to be a paying customer.
0: Ah, there you go.
2: Uh, one, one thing I want to throw on the table, uh, favorite day coming up on Saturday, Kentucky Derby Day, ah. May the 4th uh kentucky derby's going down and you want my betting advice now whoever ba- bob yeah. baffert's horses are he is improbable and he is game winner which is an electric name Ooh. pay attention to those two horses all right and bet on whatever one this is the way i look at it whoever bob baffert's horses are whichever one has better odds take that one they're gonna win
0: it and that's what you're gonna do yes all right let's back it up one more second you were talking about gambling earlier. My luck is terrible. And you, uh, you put a... So your philosophy on that $100, was that all you had allotted yourself to spend? Yes. So you just slapped it, your entire budget down on the yes. very first thing in the casino. No. So what'd you do the rest of the time?
2: People watch. It's a great place. It, it is just, a good place. The, and I th- the thing that I appreciate there, they have the free beverages. Now, I got a coffee, got a pop, walked around a little bit, watched my a couple of my friends gamble. They all lost money as well. Right. Um... Tell me if this is dumb or if this is actually kind of smart. So just place a bet on roulette. So say I lost a $100 bet on on roulette. Then I would just place a $200 bet. If I lost that, then I'd have to bet, place a $400 bet. So that I'm going to sooner or later I'm going to walk out with with the $100. Right.
0: It's- checks out to me that's not too bad so so again i don't know roulette so if you put a hundred dollars down you get 200 back if you yeah. if you hit it and you just hit the color it's 49 yeah, percent chance. it depends
1: on what you play but if you play the colors it's 50 50 because it's either red or black well From there's that, is a gr- there's the, two the,
0: greens the heroes, though but... it's for like a 49 percent chance okay oh and talking about chance i mean we talked about it the last pod the guy on jeopardy still rolling he's at 1.25 million and still looks unbeatable I think we're going to be hearing more and more about that as he gets closer to the all-time record. <laughs> and Jared, it, did you Jared? figure out what Jef- Jeopardy is now? Right? Yeah,
2: I just didn't know what the name of it was. I know what the I played it. Like I said, I played it in like a study session in school before.
0: all right, but. All right. well, let's call it a pod, guys. And don't, don't spoil it. Though. Uh, yeah, I won't. <laughs> All our listeners out there, if you enjoy the show, share 3 Point Podcast with all your friends and family. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and other great podcast hosting sites. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 3 Point Pod. Thanks again to our 3 Point Podcast partners, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Taphouse & Grill, The Corona Connection, and Card Service Michiana. Also... Be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit and Midwest Sports Network for their great program, including Three Point Podcast. Matt, again, you were talking about it before we uh, started recording. Uh, Our listeners can go to those sites, right? And at least one of them is it's 24-7 radio with all their podcasts played uh, back and forth, right?
1: Yeah, so both sites are kind of, if you want to say, they're like podcast networks. You know, like a TV network, these are like podcast networks. They do other things, too. Uh, have blogs and some other, you know, news articles or whatever. But, right, you can go to their websites, Midwest Sports Network and Sports Radio Detroit, and they have a whole host of, we're, we're part of the team, I guess, if we want to say it like that. They have a bunch of podcasts that they have a uh, 24-7 hour feeds of radio networks, basically.
0: So you can just hook it up on your computer at work or whatever and listen to it like you're listening to the radio and it's just uh back-to-back-to-back podcast, right?
1: Yep, yeah, and we're a part of it. So, I mean, you can... Hop in and out if one comes up that you're not interested in, you know, whatever. Turn it off and then come back on, obviously, when 3-Point Podcast comes on.
0: Well, there you go. Sports Radio Detroit and Midwest Sports Network. This podcast is 3-Point Podcast and has been a production of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Thanks again for listening to and supporting 3-Point Podcast.